sometimes you have no idea why you're crying and that's okay. And I think that confuses people because we're also taught there has to be a reason for it. Why are you sad? Or on the flip side, you shouldn't be sad. Like your dad just didn't answer the phone. It's not that big of a deal. And then you're like, why am I so sad? What's wrong with me? Nothing. We don't always need a reason because all it is, like if we think about it, just that like we kind of separate any judgments or stories, what's going on is your body is just releasing emotional energy. Hey, welcome back to Normalize the Conversation. Today, I'm here with Shannon Keating, holistic life coach and founder of Babes Rising, a Gen Z platform to come together for self-love. To learn more about Shannon and Babes Rising, follow her on Instagram at Babes Rising, spelled with a Z. Shannon, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you really? Hi, Francesca. Thank you. I, I'm doing well. We were just chatting before we hit record. I got my period yesterday, so we're going to talk more about that in the episode. I'm feeling more inward, but also just very intuitive, very grounded, and just excited to be here with you. Thank you. And speaking of getting your period, one thing I love about you is self-love is at the core of your work Mm. and self-care and taking care of yourself and learning to listen to your body. So why don't we jump right into self-care as a female? Mm, wow. Absolutely. Let's jump in. So it's, I love that you also said that as a female, like when we have a female body, especially when we have like a uterus and a menstrual cycle, taking care of ourselves looks very different than what we're taught. And it's because when you are going through having a menstrual cycle, and even if you're you know, listen to this and in, in you're older and post-menopause, or you haven't gotten your period yet, or you're on birth control or, or whatever it is, you still are meant to have a cyclical, what's called like an infradian rhythm that is very different to our modern day society and how it's set up for nine to five work five days a week. Or if you're a student at school, it's like going to classes all day, studying at night, studying on weekends, having a social life, like do, do, do busy, 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 fill up our schedules as females. We're very much designed to go through this cyclical evolution over the course of like every single month. So 12 times a year, roughly 10 to 12 times a year, we have this opportunity every single month or every single 28 to 36 days, just cycles range to rest, to recharge, to slow down, to be more in that giving to ourselves, being restorative energy. We're just not taught that a lot of times we're taught that our worth is tied to our achievements or our productivity or how much we're getting done. And we put, you know, women on pedestals who are doing all these things and achieving all these things. And then we burn ourselves out and we're not fully honoring our bodies and our rhythms that do much better when we have times of rest and then times of output and then times of rest and then times of output. So when we look at this rhythm, it actually goes through four distinct phases. And what I love to do is bring these, um, in connection to the seasons we experience, outside in nature, those rhythms, they directly connect to them. So you've got basically the, the 
terminology, right? The scientific terminology for this would be your menstruation phase, which is like when you're bleeding, when you're on your period, your menstrual cycle, then you've got right after that, you've got your follicular phase. Then you enter into ovulation. Then you've got your luteal phase and then you've got menstruation again. So again, it's menstruation, follicular phase, ovulation or ovulatory phase, luteal phase, and you go through those four phases. Now, if we go into the seasons, menstruation is winter. Then you've got the follicular phase is spring. Then you've got the ovulatory phase. Ovulation is summertime. And you've got the luteal phase, which is autumn, fall. So when we go into that, and I think everyone can relate to the seasons, think about how you feel in winter versus how you feel in summer. So different, right? So for you, why don't you just share with me, just we'll, we'll go back and forth. How do you feel in summertime and how do you feel in wintertime? I definitely have a lot more energy in summer. It's like brighter outside. The days are longer. It's a more like happy time. I love the warm weather in the winter. It's cold. It's darker. I just feel more depressed and down. And then all the added pressure of like all the holidays that come with winter. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I love that you, you added that as well. So when we look at that though, how would you just intuitively take care of yourself in summertime? What would like self-care look like in summer versus self-care in like a winter kind of cold, snowy time of the year? So in summer, I definitely change my diet to be more like fresh fruits and lighter salads, taking long walks outside, kind of just feeling the skin, the sun on my skin. Totally. And I love to like sit outside and just relax and rest. But during the winter, I kind of cuddle under a blanket inside, maybe watch movies. I eat warmer foods, a lot more soups. Yep. So change the, my I guess, self-care based on my, on the weather. Yep. Yep. And that's okay. Yay. You answer those beautifully. That's like literally what we want to do when it comes to self-care with our cycle. So we're looking at, okay, when you are on your period, for example, and I'll go into like the hormones and what happens with your hormones as well. When you're on your period, right? So we have menstrual cycle is directly connected to winter time. And hormonally, your hormones are at rock bottom. They're low and they're meant to be. That's beautiful. That's natural. That's what's supposed to happen is your estrogen, your even testosterone as women, your progesterone, they're low. They're the lowest of low. And that's why oftentimes what we can feel on our periods is more emotional, more sensitive, more inward, more like we don't really want to socialize or we do like naturally want to slow down. The only reason women aren't is because of expectations or conditioning or pressure to just stick a tampon in and like go to spin class or right, stick a tampon in and just go to school and like stay productive or drink more coffee, like pump yourself up, which is so going against of like what your body is like begging you for, which is a lot of what you shared stillness, get under that blanket, slow down, like watch a movie right? Read a book, do a meditation, lying down, take a bath. I love to teach women. Um, this is actually something I shared on babes rising in a little video the other day. There's a concept that I teach my clients called a period self-care box or a bin that you can create. And this can really help you to start to adopt this way of like loving yourself and taking care of yourself throughout your, 
the phases of your cycle is you create like a box or a bin and it could just be an old shoe box. Like it doesn't need to be anything fancy or it can be fancy. I've had women go to arts and craft stores and buy like a beautiful red box, right? Or basket, like it could be whatever you want. But then you put all of your favorite like wintertime self-care items in that box. So this could be your favorite teas. This could be some bath salts, some like, you know, I've got my like rose essential oil. It could be, I've also got crystals and things, but it could be like any crystal, you know, you love and you love to just like have with you uh, rose quartz is the crystal of self-love. So it's like a pink crystal. I don't have it around with me right now, but that pink rose quartz crystal, I mean, you can buy one for $5, $10, like a small one that you can have with you. That's a beautiful crystal to use during this time. You could get like a rose water spray. You could do a face mask you love, a book you love, a journal, some dark chocolate that you love, like anything that is just like loving and self-care to you. And you put it in that box and then put the box under your bed or put the box in your closet or wherever. And then first day of every month or first day of your cycle, when you get your period, pull that box out. And not only is it like, oh my gosh, right there, are all my self-care items. So I have no excuses. Like it's all right there and convenient for me. But then too, it really teaches people to love and honor this time. We're so taught that it's inconvenient, that it's messy, that it's gross, that you should feel shame of it. We're taught to like whisper, like, do you have a tampon? Like not tell people we're on our periods, not talk about it with, with men or, you know, um, even just like parental figures, like there's so much stigma and shame around a menstrual cycle that just needs to be stripped away, but it starts with us. So that's a really beautiful way to be like, okay, this is a special time of my month. I've got all these things to take care of myself. I'm going to love my body. And just also anything that can really help you to alleviate any emotions or cramps that you have. So really nice teas or a heating pad or hot water bottle, Um, again, bath salts to really just like help balance out your hormones and love your body versus also the standard of, well, let me just take a Midol or an Advil. And again, like toughen it up and push through this. That's actually you not fully listening to your body and honoring your body and just trying to like force yourself again, coffee, Midol, let me just be this way versus actually my body is asking me to slow down and rest. And it's important because my hormones are low So let me do this for myself and let me love myself and care for myself in this way. So that's a really beautiful way to do it during the menstrual cycle. Then we'll go through the other three phases. So you can have just some ideas, Um, but to recap menstrual cycle, when you're on your period, hormones are low, period self-care box, warm foods, like you mentioned, slowing down. And I tell people like, think of our words. So rest, renewal restoration, reflection, recharging your batteries, like all of those R words are really helpful when you're on your period. And it's a way to take your power back too. Even if it feels like this is a different kind of powerful, it is really powerful to like not pressure yourself to do or be an expectation and just really be like, I'm going to honor myself and extra, extra, extra love on myself and my body right now. So I have a quick question. Yeah. First of all, I love the box idea. I just have to say that I'm making a box. Yay! Like right after this. But so are you mentioned our hormones drop during our menstrual cycle? Yes. And that can affect our emotions and mental health. Yes. But there's kind of a 
this giant stigma and joke around how women kind of make it up. Mm, yeah. So how do you think is a great way to kind of balance your emotions and release them? Do you need to release them? Do you balance them? What do you kind of do at that time? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. So for me personally, and what I see with a lot of other women is leading up to your menstrual cycle. So the phase before, which I'll speak to, which is like the autumn phase, also called the luteal phase in scientific terms is when like our hormones are going to start to ebb and flow and start to dip. And we can experience a lot of different symptoms. I mean, that's like the PMS phase, right? Or we call it the PMS phase. And then when you are also on your period, hormones are lower. So you can experience like I've seen people, you know, experience depression, experience mental health, have big emotions come up or have big emotions come up, but they're not able to feel them. So then they have a lot of like anxious symptoms come up. So one it's validating yourself in it and being like, okay, I'm going to validate myself in these emotions. Also making sure you're surrounded by other individuals who understand that we're not supposed to be happy all the time. It's okay to have different emotions and changing emotions and people who are feeling and validating their own emotions too. And understanding that is so helpful. People you can talk to about mental health, about how you're feeling, who won't be like shaming you or judging you or telling you, you shouldn't feel that way or telling you like, just take an Advil and suck it up. Right. That's not what you need to hear at all. So that's important. And then anything that you can do to just be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. It's temporary. I know right now, just having the information of, okay, I know what's going on. My, my hormones are dropping and they're actually low right now, which is creating all of these different cravings or sensations or emotions inside of my body. So I understand it's actually, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with this. Like this is really normal and okay. And then it's really about, I really love to have people feeling safe and comfortable to feel the uncomfortable emotions. So the the key to that is again, feeling safe to feel uncomfortable emotions. So instead of, for example, sadness, or even just like that apathy, right. Or exhaustion that comes from depression or anxiety, or even shame or guilt, all of these are just, they're uncomfortable comfortable emotions. They're very low vibrational emotions. They feel heavy in our nervous systems. We have stigmas around them because again, in our society, we're like, be productive and happy all the time and have all your crap together. And then you're like doing it well, which is just not the human experience. Like, yes, we can celebrate those times, but we want to encompass the whole colorful human experience, right? Especially as women, like we're just We're not designed to be happy and productive all the time. So we have to stop putting the pressure on ourselves to be that and love ourselves in in all the varieties of ourselves and all the expressions of ourselves. So uncomfortable emotions. And then I say, have your supports during that time. So whatever is going to be supportive for you, whether it's you have a therapy session booked, no matter what, every single month, and you have that outlet of that person that you trust in that you can just express yourself to that you can cry with that can hold space for you maybe have two therapy sessions booked you know that week or week back to back whatever you need I love music so music is just a huge tool for me it's a huge tool I you know use Spotify all the time I have so many different playlists you can find me um I can send you my Spotify link I think I'm S Keating 
93, or maybe I'm Shannon Keating. I may have been able to change my Spotify name, but it's Shannon Keating. Yeah. I'll send it to you. It's Shannon Keating on Spotify. And I have so many different playlists. I actually have playlists for every single phase of your cycle. So you'll see them there. They're, they're named by like menstruation slash winter time. And those songs go along with it. I have a playlist for sadness. I've got playlists for anger. I've got playlists for fear. I've got playlists for gratitude. I mean, all different things. So you can use the music to support you in those energies. So I say music is huge. Um, A movie, right? Or something that can just, you know, watch a sad movie. If you feel like I need to, I need to cry, watch a sad movie and like, let yourself, right? Be supported by it. Um, People, a lot of people, meditation, breath work, using essential oils, aromatherapy, different, different tools to like support you. And then of course, journaling, right. Writing down like how you're feeling and then feeling the emotion. Um, and then the last thing is really just leaning on other individuals, like a therapist or a friend or a partner, a coach, like anyone where you can just have a safe space to show up as you are, to be validated, held, seen, and heard, and to actually move through like whatever's going on in your mind and whatever's going on in your body without judgment is going to be so, so supportive. That is amazing information. And I know I grew up in a world where the biggest thing I would get went right before my period is don't use your period as an excuse. My emotions would be out of control to where mm. if I called my dad and he didn't answer, I'd be crying. Mm. And everyone's like, stop crying, grow up. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. There is no reason that I'm crying, but I can't control it. And I was kind of taught to just suppress it, suppress it. Mm. And I love that you explained how normal it is. And there's so many things we can do to kind of release that emotion and give ourselves that little hug that we really need. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And also knowing like what you said, sometimes you have no idea why you're crying. And that's okay. And I think that confuses people because we're also taught there has to be a reason for it. Why are you sad? Or on the flip side, you shouldn't be sad. Like your dad just didn't answer the phone. It's not that big of a deal. And then you're like, why am I so sad? What's wrong with me? Nothing. We don't always need a reason because all it is, like if we think about it, just that we kind of separate any judgments or stories, what's going on is your body is just releasing emotional energy that is what's going on. And whether it's through laughter or tears, it's emotional energy that is going through your body. And that's very healthy. That's very normal. That's very okay. So just reminding yourself, I don't need to know why I'm crying, but it is safe for me to cry. And I think just using that word for ourselves or that phrase of this is safe, this is safe. And this is okay. It's okay. And it's safe. can really help us to actually just express. And then you always find, I think there's, you know, science has measured it, that it's like, I don't know the exact phrase, but, or the exact time, but I think it's four minutes or less that like, you actually can feel a whole emotion before it's gone and it's processed. So it's like, it's not that long, but we like prevent ourselves from that four minutes because we're so scared of it. But it's like within four minutes, this emotion will have moved through you and you will be more grounded, more calm, So just, I'm safe. This is okay. And then whatever tools you can lean on to help you move the energy. So like breath work or a therapist or music or journaling, um, a yoga practice, like anything you can lean on, or just like 
you know, cuddling up with like a blanket or something, just something that's going to help you to feel it. I, I'm just so like, it feels <laughs> so validating. Mm-hmm. No, no one talks about this. And it's so important that we do talk about it because you do feel crazy and alone when your hormones drop, when all these emotions come rushing through you, when you are bleeding and you can't like explain why you have so much fatigue and people mm-hmm. don't understand and they're not listening to you. And then you stop listening to your body. Yes. Yeah. So I want to say one more thing just off of that. And then I'll, I'll speak to the shift, but I'm glad you mentioned that of like the fatigue too, because we also have to realize like, and this is something we need to talk about too, of like, you are bleeding and there shouldn't be any shame or stigma around like your body releasing blood. It's, it's really normal. It's really okay. And the more we can connect to that and not make it gross or weird is good too. But remembering like, you are bleeding. So think about like, if you were to, you know, fall down on your bike and like gash your knee open and there's like a ton of blood, no one hopefully is going to be like, just get back on the bike. No, you're going to take some rest. You're going to lie down. You're going to tend to that wound. It's going to be exhausting for your body to release all that blood because you're literally releasing all of this from your body it's energetically intensive, right? Think about it. If we were just to be like actually looking at what's going on, you are releasing your whole entire uterine lining. You're releasing that energy. So with that too, exhaustion, fatigue, rest. So your body can do her job. And then also it's really healthy, normal to when your body's physically releasing to energetically and emotionally release. So that's where sometimes the emotions come in and we're like, I don't know why it's just because your body is in a phase of, again, remembering the R words release. So let yourself release whatever needs to be released. And a lot of times that is an emotion that you didn't feel two weeks ago. (laughs) It just needs to come out now. And that's beautiful. So with that fatigue, I know for me personally, I cannot work out the first two days of my period. Mm -hmm. I will pass out. Yeah. That's something that's really common with a bunch of women. So it depends on how much people are tuning and listening to their bodies. Now, when I remember when I was in high school and college, like I wasn't connected, right. I also had eating disorders and body image issues. So like I would just stick a tampon in and like do my thing, but I wasn't really connected at that point. to like, does this feel good to my body? How does my body feel? The more and more you connect and really tune in, which it sounds like you're doing to your physical body the more I find myself and the majority of women who are living cyclically and honoring, they don't work out on day one, day two, sometimes even day three, maybe some gentle yoga, maybe stretching, maybe a long, slow walk out in nature, something like that could be really beneficial, but typically like high intensity exercise. One, your hormones are so low that they're just not really meant to be like exerting, like lifting weights or doing a spin class or doing anything like that. And then two, it's just kind of, um, really nice to give yourself that break. And then later on in your cycle, which I'll speak to, that's when like your hormones are actually at the peak to like, go lift the weights, go feel like powerful in the gym, whatever you want to do. But I find it is really helpful and really normal to feel like more slow, more like I'm going to take a day or two off, or I'm just going to do things really, really gently during this time. That is so validating again, because <laughs> I, 
I'm someone who hates skipping the gym. I will have severe anxiety if I skip the gym. And I was working out with a trainer during college and I would almost pass out during the first few days here. And he would be like, what's wrong with you? Like suck it up. I was like, I think I can't control it. Oh yeah. And I think it's so important that men understand what's going on for us. I have a friend of mine and she works out with a male trainer as well. And she's very, um, she's a chiropractor and, and in that healing space and very much aligns with her cycle. And so she'll have him like adjust the exercise that they're doing for her. Like if she shows up and she's like, Hey, I'm on my period or I'm in my, this phase of my cycle, like I'm not going to deadlift and he totally understands. So I think just men really educating themselves and understanding, like it actually is very real and we do need our exercise and our self-care to be tweaked and modified based on what's going on in our bodies. But now for you, it's just like, so advocating for yourself of being like, Hey, maybe you still go to the gym, but it's like, I'm going to stretch right? So I'm going to be in the gym. I'm going to have this space for myself, but I'm going to just like maybe walk on the treadmill a little bit, or just, I'm just going to stretch and be here and like recover, or I'm going to take a day off and I'm going to lie out in nature. And like every single month, I'm going to give myself that one day where I don't work out and I take a bath instead, or take a shower instead, or do a lying down meditation, like anything else, like in, you know, replace of that time. So you're still giving to yourself, I think would be really helpful. That's amazing advice. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I want to, let's get to the next phase. I'm really okay. excited about this. Okay. So next phase is, yeah, because it's like, you want to rest the whole entire month, right? So it's just these times, but the next phase is spring. So spring slash follicular phase. And now what's happening in our body. So this will shift once you're no longer bleeding. And we all know, like sometimes you trickle off, but then there's like a day where you're no longer bleeding. You're off your period, essentially. This is when you officially shift into that spring, into the follicular phase. So now what's happening in your body is your hormones are starting to rise and estrogen rises first, followed by progesterone. Those are the two main hormones. Now, if we get like super science-y in it, like there's all sorts of types of estrogen and all that stuff, but just for like simplicity's sake, it's estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are those three main hormones and women predominantly estrogen and progesterone, but we will have a little bit of testosterone peaking in the summer phase, but these hormones start to rise up. So now it's like literally like springtime outside your energy is rising. You're feeling more fresh. This is a really beautiful time to get your hair done, get your nails done, get your waxing done, go do something new, try a new type of self-care or try a new exercise class or, you know, um, try a new like pottery class or just like something creative, something fresh, something new. It's a really great time to, even if you were to like try something new, as far as like health goes, like you want to try out this whole celery juice thing, like try out drinking celery juice, like something fresh, something new. And then when it comes to exercise and taking care of yourself, like the, those types of self-care, but then also just, um, it's a beautiful time to like get back into, anything, honestly, that's fun and feels good to you, especially in the couple of days following, you don't want to like jump back into intensity right away, like heavy, heavy weights or anything like that, but go to a spin class, right? Go to a dance class, go on a run, go to a vinyasa yoga, like whatever you like, that's fun. That's fresh because your hormones are starting to rise and you're going to have more energy for that. Then after the spring is when we shift into the summer. So this is going to be like the peak, the mid of middle of your, of your cycle. 
And that's when the summer phase. So again, this is ovulation. This is actually like the time when you're most fertile. This is when your energy is also going to be peaked. This is when you're going to feel the most productive. Your hormones are highest. So whereas menstruation, lowest, summer, ovulation, highest. So your estrogen is highest, your progesterone is highest, and you also get this little peak of testosterone. So this is when women typically feel like superwomen. We can accomplish a lot more, right? You can lift the heavy weights in the gym. You can be busier. You can stay up a little bit later, like summertime, be more extroverted, be more social. Self-care literally might look more like going intense in the gym, or it could look like social gatherings, right? That feels like self-care. It could be accomplishing more on your to-do list, like going on a big hike, like that could feel more self-care and not like, don't ignore all the other practices, right. That you need to like balance yourself, but it is more extroverted energy. It's more energized energy, especially if your hormones are balanced, they're going to be high during this time. So that's when it's like, take advantage. You've got a week, a week and a half of this, like really beautiful energetic, productive time. So how do you know when you switch from the follicular to the ovulation phase? Yes. So I love to have women track in an app on your phone. I mean, you could also do it in like a calendar. Um, There's period calendars and things, but I have an app on my phone. I'm pretty sure it's called, it's called P tracker. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a little pink flower. I think it's called period tracker. You can look up period tracker, P tracker. There's clue. There's all sorts of period tracking apps. And I always recommend tracking it. So you know where you're at in your cycle. And after like doing this for a couple months, you'll start to see your different symptoms and rhythms and things. So you can look in there and kind of see where you're at, but typically it's going to start to shift at about day 14 to 16 of your cycle is when you shift into that ovulatory phase. So day one is the first day of your period. So you start of like, okay, day one. And then about two weeks later, two weeks to like two and a half weeks later, depending on your rhythm, that's when you're like, okay, I know I've switched into ovulation and people can also check like your discharge changes during this time. It's going to be like, you'll, you'll see it. It's a very kind of like egg whitey clear discharge because it's that's, that's literally like ovulation. So if you're like really connected to your body, you can see that you can also just see how you feel. You might start to feel it and like, okay, this is how I feel like I'm in that phase, but I recommend using an app and starting to like, look at the different days you're in. And then apps like my app has all these different icons and stuff. So I can track like my moods, my symptoms, write some notes day to day, and just really get to know, oh, okay. On day 28, like almost every time I feel so emotional. Oh, on day 15, I feel like I could take over the world, right? So we get to know our bodies in those ways as well. That is amazing advice. I track too. And I never thought though to kind of track notes in between. I would only like take notes during. So I would know like how I was feeling during. Yeah. I never thought, thought about the other phases and how they could affect you and your emotional health and your mental health. Mm-hmm. But when your hormones start to rise during the follicular phase, how does that affect your mental health? Yeah. So typically this is going to, especially because you have a little bit of a boost of testosterone, it's going to help you to feel a little bit more resilient. So things might not affect you as much. Whereas you're like, okay, that example of a call my dad, called my dad, he'd answer. I'm crying. Whereas it might not affect you that much when you are in that phase, because you've got this boost of 
these, these feel good hormones. So not only the testosterone, the estrogen, the progesterone, but the oxytocin, right. That just helps you to feel a little bit more resilient, feel a little bit more confident. And this is also like generally speaking. So for some people, they might find like one or two days during ovulation, they do feel really sensitive for like one day of like, wow, I feel really tender or really sensitive, or I feel like these pangs, like these, they call them like ovulatory pangs. So definitely listen to your own body, but it can be a time when people feel better when it comes to mental health, a little bit more resilient, a little bit more carefree, not as triggered, not as sensitive, and just being mindful of that too. That's really important for people to know that it's okay if your mental health drops during the ovulation phase too. I think a lot of people think their emotions can only be dropped during the menstruation phase or right before. No, 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 no. People I've, I've heard of many people who it's like, they can drop for a day or two. And we all have like our own, our own rhythms and things that are going on. So it's really, really normal and okay to have that. Or it could be more like, um, you know, emotions come up, but it's more like an anger release, right? That like fiery release needs to happen during ovulation. Whereas maybe during the, um, luteal and menstrual phase, it's more like sadness, right? Fatigue. So then going into the luteal phase, what happens with your hormones? I'm so excited about that. (laughs) Yay. I'm so glad I'm sharing this with you and like different generations as well. So the luteal phase is now ovulation happens, you peak, and then we start to drop again. So it's really just like this, this curve that just keeps happening every single month. So now we're dropping and again, we're dropping, 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 and then they're going to start to fluctuate and waver a little bit before they dip down and you bleed. So during the luteal phase, this is another inward time actually. So the luteal phase and the menstrual phase, they're what we call like yin phases. So inward yin, it's more of this um, omega or like a feminine energy that you experience. Whereas the other two, the spring, summer, as we can imagine, they're more yang, more outward, more of this like alpha or masculine type of energy that we experience more doing and productivity and action oriented, where these are more reflection and inward time, emotional types of times. So what's happening is your hormones are dropping and kind of wavering. And this is a really beautiful time for people to one, you might experience things like ADD, ADHD, anxiety, those types of things of like, I feel kind of like scattered or all over the place. Or like one day I feel really productive. And then the next day, like I feel exhausted and I don't want to do anything. So just changes like to our emotions or in the morning, I felt great. And now in the afternoon I'm exhausted. So like just being aware that like your, your body is going through this fluctuation. Think about autumn outside. The leaves are changing. There's so many colors outside. The leaves are falling. Things are dying off. Like look at that and think, okay, you're meant to be colorful and wild and dynamic and changing during this time. So I find this to be a really good time to like totally up the self-care of like the therapy appointments, the yoga classes that just really make you feel good. The meditations that like boost your self-esteem, that boost your self-worth, going to bed earlier, taking more baths, like giving yourself what you need. That's the biggest key during this time is like, what do I need? Give myself what I need. Give myself what I need. Give myself what I need. Like a really good movie, right? Laughing with friends, like whatever you need, because it's just kind of like setting yourself up for more support and success during that time when you could be a little bit more fragile, a little bit more emotional, 
um, really nourishing foods is really helpful or diff different supplements or things like probiotics or um, magnesium, things that can just really help to balance out your minerals. Um, and then, yeah, it's really just knowing that you might be emotional. So that's where I'm like, see a therapist, do acupuncture, um, anything along those lines can really be just like so supportive, a, a massage, if you can book in with a massage and do a lot of like lists. So write everything down because you might feel more scattered. You might feel more all over the place. So just like keep track of a list, give yourself plenty of time, play the music that supports you. And just like, you're supposed to be dynamic and changing during that phase. So don't try to like control yourself too much. So during that phase, um, for women who are constantly busy running around so many roles and responsibilities we all have. Yep. Do you find that added rest is really, really important? Like during the menstrual cycle, you mentioned like the first one to three days, taking that rest is really important. Are there certain yeah. days within the luteal cycle that you do the same? Yeah, I would say if people can, if women can uh, schedule in the extra rest or like book in the massage, book in the acupuncture, book in the therapy, book in the yoga class, like book it into your schedule. So you, so you have it there. Right. And even like looking in advance of like, okay, know that like seeing this, um, massage therapist once a month during this phase helped me so much. Or I know that hanging out with this group of friends helped me so much, like book it into your schedule so that it happens. And if you can, yes, prioritize the sleep boundaries, saying no to things as much as possible during that phase. It's like, whereas like the summer phase, maybe you say yes to more the autumn phase, like anything that's not necessary. Like if you're leading a busy life, anything that's not necessary, give yourself permission to say no, like RSVP maybe to social obligations and see how you feel before them. And then if you don't want to go, don't go, go to sleep instead, or like take a bath instead. That's amazing advice because I think a lot of women feel like they have to say yes to everything. They have to mm. do everything and yeah. we don't pay attention to our menstrual cycle and how it affects us. Like before this conversation, I didn't know anything. I've learned so much. Yay! <laughs> if we didn't know, we don't know about these phases and we don't know how to listen to our body. Then we tend to put so much on ourselves until we burn out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the burnout too can absolutely affect your menstrual cycle. Like it could lead to more PMS or it could lead to a longer cycle or a heavier cycle. So our cycles can tell a lot about how we're taking care of ourselves as well. Like you don't want to experience anything so intense or so extreme. Like I know a lot of women are struggling with hormonal imbalances and PCOS and all sorts of those things. And a lot of times we start to take care of ourselves in these ways and, and book in with the, with the holistic treatments of like the therapy, the nature time, the acupuncture, whatever, whatever you can, or just friend time or music or sleep, like whatever you can, can do, it can really help to balance out the hormones so that yes, you're still feeling the emotions and you're feeling, very much feeling the changes of, of each phase, but it's not as debilitating or crippling. Cause I know some people like they'll be in bed for days with their period and have to cancel everything because it can be so painful. Yeah, that's so true. And then with, when we add a lot of stress onto our bodies and our mental health starts to decline, it can change our cycle to where we miss periods or they come yes. more frequently. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, exactly. And I find like the first place to start, if anyone's watching this or listening to this was like, whoa, this is a lot to change. Just start with your period, right? So like go back to the beginning, take notes, get yourself a period self-care box, start to track on an app when you're getting your period and like three days out of every month or five days, but like three days, slow down, celebrate this time, be with yourself, like lie down, go on, you know, an app, do a guided meditation, drink some, you know, we do, I do on like a cacao, like a dark chocolate cacao drink. So it's like really healthy cacao powder, some maple syrup or honey, some almond milk, like sip on that, just whatever you can do, just like love and take care of yourself and slow down and see how that helps you. And just starting there, I find one, it actually increases a lot of women's self-worth because they're like, wow, I'm giving myself permission to slow down and take care of myself and love myself in this way. And then it can help like throughout the rest of the cycle as well. And just, it can trickle into a lot of different areas of your life when you take care of yourself on your period. That is so true. But before we wrap up, do you have Mm -hmm. any more advice that you would like to share? Ooh, about what specifically, just in general? In general, go for it. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) I think the biggest thing is, you know, I just... I just really want people to understand because I, you know, we've talked about this, you and I before I've struggled a lot with mental health, with depression and, you know, suicidal ideation and feeling like I'm too sensitive and not understanding emotions. Like I'm 28 right now, but like so much, probably until I was like 25 years old, um, a lot, a lot of my history. And even after that, just having different experiences happen and going into those emotional places, And I just really want people to feel like you can open up to people about this. Don't feel like you're alone. You're not too sensitive. Your sensitivity is actually a huge strength, a huge superpower of yours. And just start to see these different emotions as energy that is moving through your physical body. And so when you see it that way, it comes back to, okay, this heaviness I'm feeling or this sadness or this anger or this shame that I'm feeling or this joy, excitement, whatever the emotional energy feels like, it's energy and it wants to be expressed. That is it. So express the sadness, express the joy, express the love, express the anxiety or the overwhelm and just come into your body of like, what do I need and how does this energy want to express itself through me? find the safe spaces, find the safe people, the supports to just help yourself in that process, because you're going to feel so much more liberated and so much more permission to just be the most expressed version of you. It is so important to express your emotions. We're really taught to suppress them in so many ways. As a child, we're constantly invalidated to, we'll just suck it up, get over it. Big girls don't cry. Boys don't cry. And we suppress so much. And when we learn that our bodies really want us to express them, we can express them in different ways. You don't always have to cry. You don't always have to talk about it. You could journal, you could listen to music, you could dance, you could go for a run. There's different ways of expression, but you have to release all those emotions. Shannon, thank you so, so much for joining me. You are absolutely amazing. If you guys want to learn more about Shannon, please, please follow Babes Rising, spelled with a Z, 
on Instagram to continue to learn more. Thank you again so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Fran. Thank you so much for the time and the space. I loved chatting. (laughs) 